Hello, Sports Box fans, and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and we're here back for another fantastic podcast. And obviously, we have Aftermath uh, week, week week 11. It's, it's you know, it's kind of crazy how fast the NFL season has gone. I mean, I, I just remember it was like yesterday talking about, oh, look at week three, you know, but now we are here week 11. We are in the depths of the playoffs. I'm sorry, we're in the depths of the NFL season. And what a season it's been, you know, I, I and I, I feel like I do this every podcast, but it truly has been one of those seasons that is going to be a memorable one for a while. There's been so much that has happened. And honestly, the great thing about this season, and obviously I, I think we could see just with the game trends and, you know, I'll talk more about it when I um, release my Patriots podcast in a few days. But, you know, just th- there's this uncertainty every week with every team, you know, and, and we saw this week too, but there's a lot of teams where you say, oh, that's, that's an easy win, right? Boom, they lose. Or, hey, you know, th- this is going to be a shootout. Boom, it's a 19-9 game, you know. So there's there, there's been this interesting trend of uncertainty in the NFL. And honestly, I think it's it's made it, it's made actually the NFL more entertaining. Now, maybe for a fan, if you were a Baltimore Ravens or Chicago Bears fan this week, you probably didn't have an entertaining game because you were just sitting through probably two of the two really bad quarterbacks playing football or I should say three quarterbacks because fields obviously went down but the point is there's just this uncertainty that has actually risen the entertainment in the NFL and I, and I think it's something that we're going to see a lot more because there's not just this there's not just this um this continuity with every with every top team just destroying teams out there that there is this you know, like I said, uncertainty of all these teams wins. And one team that really has risen from the ranks is the Indianapolis Colts. And obviously, the Indianapolis Colts aren't a team that is going to be talked a lot about on the mainstream media, right? Obviously, this week they are, but for the most part, they won't be talked about a lot because, well, it's the Indianapolis Colts. They're not a huge market. Um, but they are a team that should be talked about a lot because they are this fascinating team. Um, and especially right now where they sit in their last six games they are five and one um and it's been, and the key part has been jonathan taylor and obviously we could talk about his game where he just scored five touchdowns versus the buffalo bills but i do want to just go into jonathan taylor for a sec because i i think this game is just showing how great jonathan taylor has been through this stretch of games so in the in the right last six games jonathan taylor has rushed for 120 times he has basically 800 yards he has 11 touchdowns and he's averaging seven yards in attempt so and i and i and i bring that up because of the performance that he had this weekend where he ran 32 times for 185 yards four touchdowns averaging six yards a carry had his longest run of 40 yards um and one of his touchdowns was a reception so this dude is a beast and that's why I brought up, you know, his earlier stats because this isn't just, oh, Jonathan Taylor's coming out of the woodworks and he's just having this fantastic game out of nowhere. No, this dude has had put together these string of games um, in, 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 in meaningful games, too. And, and to me, this was the breakout game to really show what the Colts were made of. Obviously, they've had, you know, they've been on this, you know, kind of win streak, if you want to call it that. They obviously had the loss to the Titans a few weeks ago. But I mentioned the last six games, they've gone five and one. But there hasn't really been that true statement win that they've they've needed to really turn the season around. And then this was the game that they could have done it, and they did it, beating the Bills 41 to 15 on the road. 
on the road. Buffalo is not an easy place to play. It, it, it might not be the biggest stadium. You know, it might be not in the greatest location, but it is a tough stadium to play in. The fans are rowdy. It's never an easy atmosphere for any road team. And the Colts put it together, and I, and, and I think the Colts are starting to figure it out, right? You know, Carson Wentz, he makes these plays, and you say, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's a great play. But what Carson Wentz is doing is actually being beneficial for the team. He's just playing complementary football. And that's what some teams, you know, especially with not a star quarterback, need to realize. Look, you can't put a quarterback who obviously isn't that, who isn't as skilled as you would like him to be, you can't put him in situations where you need him to throw the ball 40 times. That's what the Colts have realized and said, you know what? And like I've mentioned in the past six games, Jonathan Taylor has taken a huge chunk of the workload, which has, you know, almost brought the pressure off Wentz and allowed him to perform better because now there's not this, oh, you got to go throw 40 times. You know, you can relax a little bit, Wentz. We're going to give you your, your 20, 25 throws a game. All you got to do is complete those passes. Jonathan Taylor is going to do the rest. His offensive line is going to do the rest. The receivers are going to make the plays. And I, and I think that's what the Colts are starting to realize. And I think in, in where the Colts sit right now, six and five, they're two games behind Tennessee. We just saw what happened to Tennessee this week against Houston. They're playing the Patriots this weekend. The Indianapolis Colts not only have a chance to make the wild card, but they really have a chance to win this division. I mean, I mean, if you look at the rest of their schedule, they got the Buccaneers, right? That's going to be a tough game. But then you have the Texans, the Patriots, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Jaguars. It is a tough chunk of games. But if you can win a majority of those games, you're sitting in good position, just especially without Tennessee's played in recent weeks. They haven't, you know, obviously they're missing Derrick Henry a bunch. There's a way you win this division and hell, you're probably going to make the wild card the way they're playing right now. So that, that, that's where I wanted to start with this podcast because I, I, I think there's a lot of respect that deserves to go to the Colts because of the fantastic weeks they've, they've been able to put together and especially a huge win last Sunday against the Bills 41 to 15. Moving on, um, another team that is really coming out of the woodworks and they're, they, you know I think they're a little bit talked about more is, is the Eagles. The, the Eagles have really in recent weeks, like the Colts, really put stuff together. And I, and, and I think it's, well, because they're also realizing the philosophy that the Colts have realized, oh, let's not have Hurts throw the ball 40 times. And actually, let's have him only so th- 20 to 25 times. And let's really get this run game going. And it's worked. It's it's worked. I mean, the Eagles in recent weeks have just been able to run the ball at a consistent level. And teams have not been able to do anything about it. They, they just have not been able to do anything about it. Look, against the Saints, they ran for 242 yards and three rushing touchdowns. What did they do? They went and beat the Saints by 11, 40 to 29. Against the Broncos, they ran the ball really well. You know, even against the Chargers, they ran the ball really well. Even against the Lions, they ran the ball really well. This team is starting to find their identity where it's, look, Hurts, he he might develop into that guy. He might develop into that star quarterback. But for now, you don't need to rush him into that spot. You can have him have his 25 throws a game, but really utilize his legs because Hurts is a runner. He can make plays in that in, in open field. I mean, we saw against the Saints, he literally almost did like an Allen Iverson crossover, right? And brought the Saints defenders to his knee. So Hurts is now understanding the position that he needs to get in and the positions and the place he needs to make to help this team win. And they're, they're really starting to piece it together. Now they sit at five and six in a division where the Cowboys have a strong lead right now at three games. It's going to be a little difficult for Philly, I would say, to win the division, but they definitely, they're going to make noise in this wild card. You know, I I think this is a team 
you know, they've always had this underdog mentality. And I think this is the perfect year that they show that under underdog mentality again. Now they're missing a few guys, obviously Fletcher Cox, he's been hurt here and there. So overall, it's going to be really tough for Philly to win this division. But I think with the with the wild card and the NFC looking really open, especially in the wild card position, like I mentioned, this is a good chance for Philly really to get rolling and start making some and start piecing some wins together. They have the Giants next week, and then they have the Jets, and they have Washington, and then they have the Giants again, and they have Washington. All of those they could probably win. I, I feel like the Philadelphia Eagles could finish, they could win all the rest out, but it's gonna we're gonna have to see what happens with how Hertz performs and how the rest of the team performs. But just looking at the schedule, Philly can go on a win streak here. They they really can start to put some wins together and make some noise when it comes to January. Um, finishing off, um, you know, I, I really wanted to emphasize on the Eagles and Colts because I think those are two teams that had fantastic weekends and have put together fantastic weeks um, and finally having their, you know, their, their breakout games. Um, the Vikings put a nice uh, win together versus the Packers, 34 to 31. I thought the Vikings looked really good, uh, but I also thought Aaron Rodgers at times didn't look so great. But, you know, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's 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 bound to have a couple bad throws. But overall, I, 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 I no worries about the Packers, no worries about the Vikings. And the Vikings are another team. Where you look at, like, the Eagles, who they sit in this position where the NFC wildcard is wide open. That that is another team that I really like can make some noise when it comes to January. And I I don't mean make noise like, oh, they can go on to win the whole thing, but they can really, they can challenge some teams, especially in the wildcard in those three and four seeds, like the Cowboys, like the Buccaneers, they can challenge some of these teams. Um, And that's what I really like about this year's NFC and AFC, I want to be honest. But the the Vikings had a fantastic win. Uh, So did Washington. Obviously, they spoiled... um, you know, uh, Cam Newton's return to, um, you know, back to home for the Panthers. Uh, Taylor Heineke, he's he's played very, very well in recent games. And this whole season, you got to give him a lot of credit for a dude who, you know, was always doubted to come into this position. You know, I know Washington's still four and six and their defense really hasn't performed at the level they, they've wanted. But Heineke has really exceeded every expectation I think a lot of people had of him. Um, This game he threw for 16 for 22, 206 and three touchdowns. Like that's that's a game where you're like, wow, that is a very good game from a dude who really didn't have a job a year and a half ago, right? So Tyler Heineke is finally starting to figure it out. Now is he the franchise guy for Washington? I don't think so, but he's a good filler right now and he's definitely going to find himself another job, you know, when when the time comes. Um, the 49ers, they're also another team starting to get my check. And you see the theme with the three teams that I've just mentioned. These are all NFC teams fighting for the wild card. These, all of these teams are going to be making some noise come late December. And these teams are going to be fighting for that sixth, seventh seed, I, and I and and I don't want to say that all these teams are out of the rain for the fifth seed, but I feel like the Rams, in my book, it's going to be between the Rams or Cardinals for that fifth seed. I feel like there's already five spots locked up in the playoffs, so it's really between that sixth and seventh seed. And like I mentioned, the 49ers, Washington, the Vikings, uh, the Eagles. There's a lot of teams here in the race for that. And then finally, the Bengals also had a very nice win after a bye week and really just getting back on their feet after a couple a couple tough weeks um, leading up to their bye week. They get a nice win, 32 to 13 against the Raiders. And then finally, see, finally, Casey looked good, right? Casey looked good, and there's no doubt about it. On their 19 to nine 19 to nine win versus the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not fully buying into the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they look great. And I think Mahomes had a very solid first half. The second half 
was a little bit of a worry to me, especially in, and, and you got to give credit to the Dallas Cowboys defense. They only held the Chiefs to three points, but that was the type of game where if you're the Chiefs, you were up 16-3. That is where you have to run away with the game and blow this team out. And they didn't do that. And so, to, and I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from the Chiefs because they still play an excellent game. Their defense played one hell of a game against this this explosive Cowboys offense. But that's the type of game where if you're the Chiefs offense, you have to run away with it. And they really didn't. Like I mentioned, three points in the second half is something you cannot be proud of. You cannot hang yourself high because of that performance in the second half. They still, regardless, played a great game, but. You look more into it and you say, okay, well, they did sort of shut down this Dallas offense, but, you know, you, they only had 19 points to show for it. So, you know, I, I I think while the Chiefs are going to be fine, I'm not going to fully buy in and say, well, this team is now getting back to that contender spot because I, I don't think they're as good as – I wouldn't even say they're as good as Buffalo right now. I know Buffalo just had a tough loss. Um, Buffalo, I think the Colts are very dangerous. Obviously, you can't forget about Tennessee. I know they had their slump against the Texans. Um, They're still playing teams. The Ravens, you know, they're looking good. The Bengals, there's still plenty of teams in the AFC that I think are more competitive right now than Kansas City. And that could change in two or three weeks. But for right now, I'm going to take those teams over Kansas City, Um, even as great as Patrick Mahomes and they looked on Sunday. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off. (laughs) 